You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode of Pizza Quest is brought to you by Central Milling, hand-selected grain, expertly milled for passionate bakers. Central Milling is the farmer, the miller, and the baker working together to preserve American farmland for tomorrow while providing the highest quality flour and grains for the bakers of today. Dating back over 150 years, Central Milling is built on generations of knowledge, and they know that premium flour starts at the source. Employee-owned, Central Milling works directly with their farmers to sustainably grow grains that have exceptional flavor, nutrient content, color, and baking performance, which results in one of the largest selections of premium specialty flour and grains in the country. Hand-selected for the highest baking qualities, milled, cracked, or blended slowly to minimize heat generation, then bake-tested for performance. Learn more about Central Milling and their products at centralmilling.com. This is Peter Reinhardt, and I'm at the International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas. We're on Pizza Quest, and we're in a whole new room. We, 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 it was so noisy in the hall that we decided to move out of the hall uh, and we're sitting now kind of in the food court area. At the end of the day, things are winding down here at the expo, but I've got a great group with me. I'm, I'm sitting here with Steve Delinsky, the, uh, I'll just have to say it, the legendary, uh, you know, bro- uh, broadcast journalist from Chicago, Mr. Chicago, who's just, who also has the definitive Chicago pizza book. And we're going to talk more about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks with Steve and the, the Los Angeles pizza festival that he's helped organize. We're with Brian Spangler, longtime Pizza Quest, Pizza Yodi, and regular one of the, the founding members of the Pizza Talk series that we started right at the beginning of the pandemic. And Justin DeLeon uh, from uh, Apollonia Pizza in, in L.A., also the, uh, the shooter of the cover shot of the new Pizza Quest book, and that's your pizza on the cover, uh, one of your crown pizzas. And so we're so glad to have you here as well. So welcome, everybody. And we're Thank going to you. talk about whatever we can for the next 40 minutes or so to uh, just celebrate the fact that, uh, you know, everything that's going on here at Pizza Expo and coming up with Pizza Festival. So, Justin, I haven't seen you in a long time. We, we did a, a Zoom, I think, uh, at one time. We did an interview together, uh, didn't we, on, um, on, a, on, uh, on Pizza Quest on Zoom? Yeah, probably about three or four years from, ago. From, from your pizzeria. Yeah. You actually did a demo for us, I think. Made that's a pizza right. For us. Yes. How you been? Been good, exciting, been busy, grateful, and um, so happy to be here in Las Vegas with uh, all our peers, friends, and inspiring pizza makers. A lot's happened for you since I last saw you. It seems like uh, the pizzeria is exploding, and at least at least if I go by if I were to go by um, uh, Instagram, you know, and and what seems to be like you know your ever present uh, photos there. Uh, but it, it, how's business? Is it has been, it been great? We've been really busy. We're super grateful, and um, we've we've really grown in the past couple of years. Our, our staff has really stepped up and helped support me in, in coming through with my uh, my vision and my dream. And I think together, you know, it's becoming something that I envision. It's always changing. We're learning, you know, from the ups and downs. Yeah. But uh, it's really a good time for us, and we're super grateful for what it's become. I think that your photos. Uh you know, have helped to elevate the the uh, the almost viral effect of Detroit-style pizza. You know, these pan pizzas because they're so beautiful. Uh, you know, and they so the, the photos themselves 
are, um, I don't know, their own, they have their own appeal. And um, certainly have helped grow the category. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, and one of the features of your pizzas that I think everyone tries to emulate is the crown. You create a, a cheese frico crown around the perimeter of the pizza, which I think you showed us on when we when we did the video with you uh, a little bit of how to do it. But I'm not sure we ever got all the secrets and all the tricks, which I don't blame you for if you haven't if you're not ready to share those because everybody I talked to says how did he do that and I said I'm not exactly sure he's got a few tricks that uh, are up his sleeve but uh, anything you can tell anyone who's trying to make a Detroit pizza to get that cheese crown around the edge anything you can advise them on for me it's always been about um, the crust I mean if your crust is going to shrink yeah all bets are off with that with that uh, that frico the crown yeah um, so to me it's always been important to make I bake for the pan. You know, you can have the best dough recipe, but it may not be the, de the best dough recipe for that pan. If you have a, a recipe where it's gonna shrink, yeah. you're not gonna get your crown. So, so to how do me, you keep it from shrinking? You've gotta adjust your, your recipe to fill the pan versus shrink in the pan. Ah, so, okay, so so do you par-bake your crust? I do par-bake. So that you know it's not gonna shrink once it's, once it's baked into the par-bake, it's gonna be what it is and it's gonna fit the pan. I think at this point, whether it's going to shrink or not, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I, I don't accept for, mm -hmm. I don't settle for anything less. <laughs> so if it's not going to happen, I have to make it happen. And whatever it takes to make that adjustments, yeah. I make them. But for the most part, it's, I can't settle for anything less than a Frico. The Frico, yeah. 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 So folks, get a, get a, if you can, get a hold of a copy or at least look up, uh, if you don't have the book, uh, look it up on uh, Amazon or somewhere to Pizza Quest. And you see that cover shot is Justin's, and uh, and that Frico is one of the uh, one of the your challenges if you want to try to get into the game and do something like this. Uh, and you're sitting next to Brian Spangler, so Brian, uh, you know we haven't seen each other in person for a while, but we did a panel today together. We did. We, we on, did something. A panel that you and I started together like six years ago. Six years ago. And, yeah. As you reminded me today, I think our first panel was you, me, and Nancy Silverton. That's right. It? And we were fielding questions from the crowd and then john arena joined us and then the, and he the, was on number two and he was yeah, on, and then, the, the, and then the, the three year. of us did it for a while and then leo spaziri joined us somewhere along the line and and uh uh who else there was there somebody else that came oh uh he wasn't there today but john gudekans also jumped in at one point oh that's right joined us. so we uh, that was had, uh the pizza and pasta show uh, yeah right? in atlantic right. city yeah. so we've had a lot of great pizza masters be part of this panel but sure. we had like 250 people in the room today throwing questions at at all the whole panel on how they can make their dough better right so uh, how'd that go for you great you know that's one of the reasons why i keep coming back you know i as i was telling justin i walk through that hall with a tunnel vision i don't need to go to these booths you know i just want to see like friends you know comrades uh peers but the thing that keeps me coming back is you know it kind of comes back to you uh, when I was in 99, 2000, and I decided I was going to go back into to baking, there wasn't a whole lot of information in the market, right? So yeah. there was a, <clears throat> the, the internet was still in its infancy in a, in a lot of ways. You were one of the only bread book authors out there. Um, and so I bought, you know, like your book. And um, Alan Scott and Daniel Wing's book, 
on wood fire. Uh, you know, yeah. just it's funny how you know. Uh, in a short period of time, next thing I know, after buying those books, I'm living with Alan Scott. And then I'm meeting you a year later. Yeah, Alan at, Scott, by the way, is the famous oven builder, for those who don't know. Yeah. And then I'm meeting you while I'm apprenticing with Tim Decker, who happens to be in the back of your bread. And he's one of my, apprentice one of my former bakers at my right. bakery. Yeah. Small world. It's, it's somehow just, we got pulled together. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I'm bringing this back to you because uh, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of people in the industry, like Craig Ponsford and Steve Sullivan, who gave their valuable time to me so for being here like the thing that i enjoy the most is uh passing it on and inspiring others and that um continuing the the path right so when i'm long gone the least you know someone who i've inspired have inspired is now doing it to somebody else right and so on and so on so you know that's the that's the real fun you're bringing it full circle now yeah yeah, when yeah. you were one of my inspirations, you, well, you know, it was really, really weird how it just happened so fast. One day I'm buying your book. Next day I'm meeting you on an apprentice apprenticeship. The next year uh, I'm working with you on the board of directors for the, of the Bread, Bread Bakers, Bakers Guild. Guild of America. The year later, you're at my bakery and we're talking about pizza and barbecue. What was that mountain that you lived on? You lived on a mountain in, in uh, above, Mount Olive. Mount Olive above Shoal Valley or something. Right. Yeah. And then the next time I see you after that is you finally have American Pie, your pizza, pizza book, because you were talking book. about this. Yeah. And then you, you're in my pizzeria. Uh, not knowing <laughs> it was your pizzeria when I was went in there with the What's reporter. This, like, this is like a four-year span. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it all happened so fast. But you had told me when we were sitting on the mountain. Right, we're eating barbecue. one day you're going to do barbecue and pizza. <laughs> right. And, and I did. And the next thing I know, she's bringing me to this new pizzeria to do the interview for my new book. And you walk out, and it's your pizzeria. Yeah. And I went, whoa. And I that said, was 20 years ago. Dude. My first question to you was, did you ever do the barbecue? Mm. <laughs> I said, did it on the weekends. There you go. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, no, so I'm having a great time. But um, uh, the funnest part for me is, uh, apart from seeing colleagues, um, friends that I don't I, – like yourself, I don't get to see you that often, once a year. I don't but get to Portland as often as I used to. Yeah. It's a, the panel we do is inspiring people and answering questions. And uh, It's nice to know that, that, that the panel has worked so well for the expo that they keep inviting us back to do it again. Right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Well, let's let, now I really want to hear about this festival that you're doing, Steve, in L.A. And it's coming up in like three weeks from now. By the time this airs, we'll try to get it on the, the air before the festival launches to let people know. But... Uh, because we have so much, we have so many podcasts that we're going to be going for the next three months. But we want to bump, bump yours up to the front. Um, tell us a little bit about it and yeah. how you came to create it. Yeah, and I will just add to um, <clears throat> what my friend said over there. It's such an honor to be here with you because I've read Perfect Pan Pizza uh, before I got into a lot of this, um, especially with the festivals and with the second book. So yeah, it's just that. an honor to be here with you. Um, April 29th and 30th are going to be the uh, Pizza City Fest, oh, so L.A. Yeah, so it's a month from, almost a month from now, right? Yeah, exactly yeah about a month. So the end, of um, end of April, it's going to be at L.A. Live on the event deck right across from the Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as Staples Center. No. 
up on, and a lot of people didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure when the crypto money runs out, it might, that might change. But anyway, it's crypto.com arena. We're right across the street up on the event deck. It's a 40,000 square foot permanent tent that has open sides. And so the, um, seven pizza masters that we're having driven out from Wheeling, Illinois, and the three Earthstone ovens from Glendale, uh, California. Ovens. Sorry. Yeah. Where we're baking this live. It's like, I went to an event in Chicago years ago and they brought in pizzas that were made at the pizzeria. And I was like, why are you bringing them to this event and under a heat lamp? Yeah, it's yeah. just so unfair to everybody. Right. So we know we have to bake live. We did that in Chicago in July of last year. And so it's um, th- these are all two-deck ovens. I'm not sure if they're 800 or 900 series. I know Spangler's worried about what model they are. But um, <laughs> no, it's they're going to be... He's very intimate with the Pizza Master yeah, ovens. Yes. But it's going to be a double deck. And so each pizza maker gets their own deck. And uh, there's refrigeration right next to them. And so they're, they're, you're making fresh pizzas for everybody. You're getting a sample. You're not getting a full slice because that's ridiculous. You're yeah. not going to eat 15 slices, 20 slices. But each day there's 18 or 19 pizzerias uh, at this site. Plus, we're going to have a collab lab that our friend Noel Broner of Slow Rise Pizza is yeah. working on. So every hour, like one hour might be Aaron from Quarter Sheets Pizza paired up with uh, a farm. You know, or you mean they'll, be creating they'll be creating something along the lines of pizza. And it'll it, be like a <clears throat> demonstration for the audience? Or? It'll be a demo and it'll be something to taste for sure. You'll be able to taste. Yeah. Um, Akasha from Akasha Restaurant uh, is going to be doing something with um, a, a great farm. Oh, no, with uh, Bub and Grandma's, which is a fantastic sandwich shop in Echo Park. So just really cool collaborations. And we have demos. We've got lectures. Um, Justin's going to be on a panel talking about what is L.A. style pizza. What does that oh, mean? That's interesting. Right? So uh, Fred Eric from Pie L.A. And um, is it uh, the, the gentleman from Cosa Bona or Antico? Uh, I forgot his name. I got to look it up. Um, and then and Justin will be talking about, you know, what, is, what does L.A. style pizza mean? Right. So you're talking about... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniele Odidi. So there's another panel. Well, Daniele Uditi is with Evan Funky and um, uh, Andy Caden, who does all the dough for Nancy Silverton. Um, they're going to be on the Dough Whispers. The Dough Whispers. The Dough Whispers. Yeah, yep. That sounds like our Dough Yodis. Sounds familiar. Yodis, yeah, the Dough Whispers is a great name. Um, we're going to have uh, there's a conversation with the Chef's Table Pizza. So Brian McGinn, who produced that, is going to be talking with Chris Bianco oh. and Ann Kim. Um, and then it's going to be moderated by Karen Palmer, who also writes about uh, pizzas and things in, in L.A. So you put um, on quite a uh, program. Is this a two-day program, did you say? It's two days, yep. Um, we just we feel like there's so much to talk about. You can't do it in one day. Um, oh, sorry, Chad Colby from Antico Nuovo was the other gentleman oh. who's on the What is L.A. Style Pizza. Okay, so that's the L.A. Style. Yeah. So, so that's – we, we may get back there because we, we had a talk just recently – uh, on Pizza Quest with some folks from Texas, and they were lamenting the fact that there is no such thing as a Texas-style pizza. Yeah. And so we we invented one right on the air while we were talking. We said, what would it be? What would it look like? What would it taste like? And I'm not even sure if there is a specific L.A. style, but I will say L.A. means so many different things. Exactly. It could be Korean toppings. It could be uh, dashi being used to make the dough, which is what Fred Eric does. He actually has kombu that he uses for his water yeah. to impart some umami into his dough. Really, I mean, you don't see that anywhere else in the country. So I just want to, you know, as a 
as a consumer and as a professional, I always straddle that, that boundary. And I want to do things that appeal to professionals, you know, really dive deep and in, into in minutia, but also people who just like to eat pizza and right. want to understand it better. And maybe they make pizza at home, yeah. but, you know, they have an uni and they're just starting out. Like, I, I think that there's, you know, here at the expo, it is so granular. You talk about, you know, Ezo and you talk about Grande and you talk about, you know, this guy's ovens gets to this temperature and how intense. But at, you know, at the end of the day, like people just want to learn about pizza sometimes. Yeah. And like for someone like Justin to share his passion um, and they can talk about, you know, what is a Frico? You know, we take that for granted, but it's important to teach people what is an undercarriage. You know, um, I, I want to teach people yeah, some of these basic terms the too. Words, the words and the language and the vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. To be able to get even deeper into it. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes I think that is frustrating for somebody. I know I'm frustrated when I'm trying to say something and I don't have the word. I can't come back yeah. on the word, so I use 20 words that aren't precise enough when there's one word that will do it. Because we, you know, we have a tour business in Chicago, and we see a lot of people who just like to eat pizza. And they're from all over the country, all over the world. And um, so we teach them about the, the vocabulary and the terms so that they can be smarter consumers. Well, you've really been zeroing in on pizza lately, but you were, you've, you know, you've done stories on every facet of the food world and, and have won so many James Beard awards that I've lost count of them. Um, 13. 13. Oh, you haven't lost count. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> I don't lose count of that. <laughs> yeah. But, but now, you know, you've kind of moved into, so is the tours that you're talking about specifically pizza tours or yeah. is it food tours of Chicago? I've done food tours just that are general in the past, but no, the, the company that I have pizza city tours started based on the book that I did. Okay, so this so is a relatively is, new company. So, well, five, six years. Oh, no. So this this May begins our sixth season for our tours. We do a, you know, Chicago being Chicago, you do May through October is your season. That's yeah. our tour season. So we do we do three walks and one by bus. Um, but that tour business has been going well. We do, um, you know, it's open to the public. We do private tours. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, well I'm going to th throw out a question now that, that I think Brian will know where I'm coming from on this. And, but I want you to answer because there, an article just came out last week about Chicago-style, thin-crusted, you know, parlor pizza. Kenji. Yeah. Yep. What is it? NG? Kenji. Ken, that's Kenji. That's right. Kenji, yeah. Kenji wrote it. So it was New York Times. But it went, it went, you know, syndicated across the country, even in my local Charlotte paper. That article was there. And Brian, you know, told me like a year ago, he says, I'm getting, you know, like obsessed about about parlor pizza and we and we wanted to do it was, a, uh, it was actually like three or four years ago when we started the pizza talk series yeah and we were just like what else can we talk about and you're like what's the next big thing and i said well i think it's going to be this in chicago it's called tavern and jersey is called bar on the west coast it's called parlor you know they're all kind of crackers using cracker as an umbrella and I said, that's going to be the next big thing. And, and I didn't right really as believe rain. it at the time because I've never liked the thin cracker crust myself. I always wanted more bready crust. Right. But you were right because now it is the rage. Yes. And a lot of people are calling it bar pizza, as you said. Well, really, in Jersey, it's called bar. Yeah, but. Which but, is very similar. I mean, they all have extreme but similarities. The, the deeper, the, the longer story, wasn't it like Shakey's or Straw Hat or some company like <clears> that that kind of pioneered that style? Well, no. Uh, through my research, I'm going to say Shaky, that was his nickname. He had PTSD from uh, the war and, and uh, the Korean War. So he, and I can only imagine, there's no like documentation, but he came back through probably Chicago as being a hub um, and experienced this style of pizza. But it was 
served in bars. So in 1952, he started the Ye Old Pizza Parlor, Shakey's, which was a sim- lot of similarities, but family-oriented, right? No. And that was, that was in Sacramento, I believe, right? His Correct. The original one, yeah. location was Sacramento, California, course, 1952. But in Chicago, of course, we were doing it in the 30s. Really? Yeah. After Prohibition. And, uh, after after Prohibition. And then, and then in places like Home Run Inn Pizza, which was just a bar on the south side near Comiskey Park, they became an official pizzeria in 47. But they'd been doing pizza there as a freebie, you know, for years, for sure, around World War II. Just to get them to buy more, more, to get them to buy more beer, yeah. Wow. So, so Chicago really, this is the style really can predate Shakey's. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, for and sure. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, uh, and, and, and it's never gone away, obviously. Home run no, and it, I mean, it's been around. I mean, that style. Kenji also went up to Milwaukee. They went to Zafiro's, yeah. which is a great place. There's another place in Racine, Wisconsin called Wells Brothers. I mean, they do the same style. I went to school in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, we had tavern-style pie always as kids. Um, it's so funny. I had Shakey's in Minneapolis in the 70s. Uh, I don't remember it being as cracker, crispy, thin as, as what I've had today. But Yeah, you know, the funny thing is uh, your memories of what it was like when you're a kid and you get so far. I, mean, I think, yeah. Peter, you even wrote about this, right? Yeah. Is it that I've changed or right. did it change? Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or have we both changed? <laughs> you know, but you hold on to that fondness. It's like that first love. Maybe it wasn't the pizza. Maybe it was the setting. The yes. you know yes. uh, the experience the context right. of it yeah right exactly um, and so and even Adam in the new book in Pizza Coast Adam Cuban has a, a bar pizza re- recipe and he's been he's been actually he's, uh, really he uh, was has been doing research on this quite a bit and he and I have exchanged some notes and also uh, histo- historical notes trying to like track the history of all this right because it's not really documented. It's a it's word, a lot of stories, of mouth, right? Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a lot of word of mouth. Anecdotal. Yeah, and then you know, Kenji and I talked for his article. Um, just saw him recently after it already published, so it was great to see him. So we <clears throat> kind of followed up, but yeah, it's it's funny how like I, I sh- after I did all my research and kind of honed in on this formula, I started sharing it with people who were in Chicago and in like. Uh, Kaban, who's been doing his thing on the Jersey bar style. Yes. We start sharing notes, and it's like we're just off by like a couple degrees, like really close. Like, but almost all of it is like, it's, but it's there's like, a very common thread that runs through it's all interesting these. The timing is such, you know, that the zeitgeist is like, okay, it's the time. The moment has come for the, the, the revitalization. People want crushable pizza. And what is they want to be able to crush pizza. And, and and so why do you think this style is getting so much traction? Right now? Is it because that, that there's very little carb influence? It's that's a thin crust that you can. I think I, I don't think car, I don't think carbs has really anything to do with it. I think it has to do with the fact that it's it's crispy um, texturally. It's 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 great, um, but yeah, it's not. You, you can have a bunch of slices and not have a. It's not a gut bomb, right? Yeah, but it's also. I think it's also. A little bit of nostalgia. Nostalgia is like you know everything has a way of going through cycle. Yeah. And um, when I was talking to Kenji last week about all this, he wasn't putting connecting the dots of the tavern bar style and the West Coast parlor style. He was like thinking these are like worlds apart when they're not. Interesting. And more people actually grew up with this style of pizza than they care to like, or not care to think about, but 
than they that they've thought about it. It's actually just been sitting there like dormant for a while. Does the St. Louis style uh, that's fall in the, in the that's category? in the that's one? in the wheelhouse? Yeah, another yeah. variation. Justin, are you seeing any of this in LA? Any of this style uh, popping up? Not necessarily. Um, I don't think uh, at the moment I can even pinpoint to where to go for a bar pie. But I, I mean, I love them. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping they come to the city soon because you know it is it is a fun, different pie than yeah. what we're used to. So yeah, but, but yeah, there's something that when you get that that crackle crumble effect of the the thing crusted, there's something. I don't know, alluring about that. We love that sound. We love that crunch. Yeah. And when everything goes to the edge, I mean, they, they have, like the sauces to the edge, the cheese to the edge, the toppings to the edge. And all when, these styles have that. It's a very common thread. And when you've pinched um, a little bit of raw Italian bulk sausage that has just the right amount of fat yeah. and fennel in it, yeah. along with some jardinera, yes. uh, sprinkled evenly across the pie, and then you bake it for twelve to fifteen minutes. You get the most chef's kiss, delicious, <laughs> thin, juicy, spicy, fatty, rich, uh, just delicious pizza. I just, I love the contrast, that briny, crunchy spiciness you get from the Jardinera, which is such a Chicago thing, which we're insisting on having at our LA event, by the way, and I'm going to blow Justin's mind. Um, Caruso Jardinera from Bridgeport, which oh. is Southside Chicago, is going to uh -huh. be there. Oh, wow. So I take it you're a fan. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I'm actually working on this, and I'm going to break some news right now. Um, I'm working on a branded uh, frozen thin crust tavern style sausage jardinera in Chicago right now. Well, yeah. You heard it here first. And, Brad. Uh, uh, well, good luck on that. And Congratulations. A, yeah, so when you... Nothing yet. I, I, I hope we have nothing Okay. Yet. All right. Well, it's, it's in the process. Positive juju. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is like this style is back with a vengeance. Um, what else are, are you seeing? I mean, Chicago is certainly, uh, for a long time, you know, Chicago had to take sort of second sec, uh, a backseat to New York f in terms of just, I don't know, perception. But whereas all along, Chicago had a much more diverse yeah, array yeah. of pizzas yeah, no, than New York, and, and certainly as many great pizzerias as New York. And now it's starting to get its due. Perception is really important. It's one of the reasons we're doing Pizza Fest to kind of shine a light on places that don't get national press. Um, if you're in New York in that ecosystem, you know, if you're I mean, and taking nothing away from like Mark Iacono or or Frank, but you know they're like close to the offices for Vice or Munchies or right. Bon Appetit or you know all those producers are right there. Yeah, the meaty so meat is there for them. Yeah. Um, and so we have a harder time in Chicago. Uh, part of the problem is a lot of comedy writers who went to Northwestern, you know, in the '80s or '90s. Uh, remembered stuffed pizza, and they, they conflate it with deep dish. It's uh -huh. a separate style. Uh -huh. um, we don't all eat Giordano's, you know, every day. That's <laughs> um, that's more of a downtown sort of visitor pizza. Uh -huh. um, and the other thing we're seeing now is a lot of third wave deep dish, like George's. This guy, he's basing it on a, a Greek recipe. It's kind of like a focaccia, but he's using an all-natural starter. You don't see all-natural starters anywhere for a deep dish. Yeah. <coughs> also Millie's, pizza in the pan. Uh, Robert Molesky, who's at the Pizza Expo, doing a very different kind of a Burt Katz um, Pequod style. Yeah, yeah, and Pequod is its own, has its own cachet. I mean, it was, yeah. wasn't it baked in a cast iron pan? <coughs> Not cast iron, but um, it's got it's got a Frico. It's got a real caramelized edge. It's kind of it's a riff on Detroit, I think. 
I think Burt Katz started it because he saw it in Detroit in the fifties, and he got it from them. Did it in a round pan. To get the pecans is to get that crunchy. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, the bottom two thirds of pecans is way too much. They overwhelm the pizza. I think there's a there's a ratio problem, but and you're nodding your head. Yeah, I agree. Um, Very interesting. Where would you put? I I was on tour with you. Um, Where would you put Labriolas? That pan pie we had at Labriola's, that really blew my mind. Like, where would you put that in the... the that's, a, that's a deep That's a deep pan. So deep deep, pan. deep okay. dish is that sort of biscuity, flakier, um, crisp crust pressed up along the edge, inner wall. Yeah. Like uh, my pie, I took Justin to. Um, right, and we went there too. Versus uh, deep pan, which is a little thicker focaccia, like bread-like. Um, it wasn't that thick. Like it was. It wasn't. That's the thing people it was think. So good. It was like maybe an inch, inch and a half. The it wasn't, ratio. On it, that ratio was great. I'm glad you. I'm glad you appreciate that oh, ratio. Yeah. OBR, by what the was, way. Yeah, exactly. You can use OBR if you'd like. Optimal bite ratio. Optimal bite ratio. Again, you heard it here. I was about to do OBR, that. You OBR. Beat me to the optimal bite yeah. ratio. Love it. Next time you're in Chicago, go check out Labriola. Labriola. Well, Labriola. It was. It was will. like I had a lot of great you pizza really that day, it, but huh? that one was. And as both of you guys up. will agree, pizza making, great pizza making, is bread baking, Correct. right? And so, Rich Labriola was a commercial Maybe. baker. Yeah. 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 So that's why the pizza is so great. Ah, oh, that will. Uh, that, so he's kind of going in back into the pizza side. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Well. I mean, we, now you did do a Chicago fest, right? Did you do a Chicago? In fest? July, yeah, we did a. Four, was, that, was that the first yeah, of your series? That was. Or had you already done one. Th- before? That was the first one. So you launched it, and, with, we, so and you got LA coming up, and what's next after LA? Chicago Part Two uh, will be August twenty six, twenty seven, at the Salt Shed, which is a cool new music venue on the Chicago River. But uh, we've got our whole lineup ready to go. We'll announce it in about a month. Well, you in, in LA, I know you're working with Noel Broner, who is a great uh, sort of. Uh, what's the word, uh, impresario of his, in his own right, but he knows L.A. So yeah. do you have somebody like him in Chicago to work with you there, or is it all on you? Uh, that would be me. You're the guy. Yeah, I mean, I, well, you know more about Chicago. You know, yeah, you are Chicago. And, and, and what are other cities coming? Uh, nothing confirmed. So but far, Chicago and Just LA. Chicago and L.A. will be every year. Um, I would like to see something in the southeast. What do you guys think? I think under You mentioned, uh, was it Memphis? Na- Nashville. I Nashville? Think, I think oh, Nashville right. would Nashville. be a good spot. It's a food city, but I, I don't know. It's not a pizza town. No. All due respect, Nashville, I love you. Music town, music city. But I think we can make it a regional event and do Atlanta, Indianapolis, Louisville, um, maybe something in the Carolinas. I, I don't know that area. i got to curate it, but I feel like Nashville could be the base for that. It's a possibility, especially if it's regional. Uh, what about Philly? I think a Philly is a, a town right for that. I think you're right, and I just don't know enough about Philly. I like Jersey also, but I, I think Philly could be a good place to do it. I just don't know enough about I just I know like two pizza places there. Well, I can hook you up with some Philly people who can, you know, be your 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 deep throat, you know. Great. <laughs> this, yeah, uh, all right, good. Yeah, and my family will be happy if, they, if you do a, a Philly pizza festival because that's where they are all at. So. Well, this has been fun. It's been great. We're at the... Uh, there's still one more day of Pizza Expo tomorrow, but I won't be here for it. I have to fly back for meetings back home. So, uh, you know, I've spent uh, two and a half days collecting some great, uh, you know, conversations with people here. Uh, we've got enough shows to air for the next couple of months. Somewhere in the middle of our airing of the shows, the L.A. Pizza Festival will happen. And, uh, uh, and then Brian and I will be periodically getting back on Zoom and doing, uh, 
you know, our pizza yodis. We we've talked. We have a couple of shows that we haven't gotten to that we've talked about doing, including yeah, a bagel bagels, show. We're right. going to do a bagel show. Yeah. Uh, we we're seeing again a resurgence of bagels. Um, Tony Gemignani talked about it in his keynote address that he had. He opened a, a bagel shop in San Francisco. Uh, but there's a lot of guys from the pizza side getting into breads and bagels. Mm -hmm. And there's bagel, bagel guys. Philadelphia, of course, has uh, a, a great pizza guy, um, Phil Korshak, uh, who, yeah. who then has opened a bagel shop that is killing it. It lines around the corner. Uh, so I think we're going to see, in, in terms of trends, a lot more of that. Um, so there's a lot. I mean, we're just scratching the surface. In two days, we just scratched the surface on things to talk about. Uh, but we're so glad that you guys could join us tonight. And uh, I just want to thank you and also all of our listeners for being part of Pizza Quest. And we invite you to join us next week for another episode. Brian, Justin, Steve, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. This is like the end of the show, right? You're yeah. losing your voice and I'm losing my brain cells. Steve Delinsky, thank you so much thank for being you. here. Pleasure. And, and uh, I think we're all going out for dinner. Yes, we are. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank, thank you. you, Peter. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Peter. Pizza Quest is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.